Hi guys, welcome to season five, episode nine. Today, I'm thrilled to sit down and talk with Dr. Michelle. I discovered her on Instagram a while ago, and I have gained so much insight into a more holistic view of dental issues than I ever had before. And then after just talking with her now, I feel even more knowledgeable and kind of empowered, if that's the word I want to use, about my own dental health. And it's going to, it's an episode that very well might even like change your life. <laughs> but I mean, Dr. Michelle, she's going to cover it all. She's talking about fluoride and root canals and tooth extract extractions and how, if indeed, what we do with our teeth actually impacts all of our overall health. Dr. Michelle Jorgensen is an author, speaker, health-based dentist, and health and wellness provider. She's the author of five books, including the one we talked about a good bit today, Healthy Mouth, Healthy You, The Holistic Dental Guide. After practicing dentistry for 10 years, she became really sick, and she explains in her story she shares with us today how that led to her learning so much more and so much beyond what a typical dentist is taught in dental school and really how to look at dentistry through the eyes of overall health and well-being of a person. She trains dentists um, through science, research-based methods, through her Total Care Academy, and she teaches the public through her really wonderful platform over on Instagram, Living Well with Dr. Michelle. You can find her on Facebook too. She's received certifications as a therapeutic nutritional counselor, a certified nutritional autoimmune specialist, and she is a board certified traditional naturopath. She runs an education center and she started the Living Well Today Foundation that provides education and resources for people to grow their own food even. She's a frequent and popular guest on podcasts and she loves to share her story and that's what she's doing today here. I think you might learn a few things. You might even want to grab a pen and paper because this episode is chocked full of really great information. Okay, so Dr. Michelle, this whole season on the podcast, we are talking about the simple steps to improving our health. And my first question is, does dental health actually really impact your overall health? Well, um, I will refer you to a research study <laughs> that shows that uh, basically 78% of people who died from a heart attack, the clot that did the killing was 100% related to the bacteria that live only in the mouth. Wow. So that means 78% of heart attacks are directly linked to mouth disease or mouth infection. Mm -hmm. And I could continue on and on and on and on with research studies showing the connection between dental health and overall health. No so way. the answer is unequivocally yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we're here today. Yes, for sure. So um, I'm going to put in the show notes, guys, I'm going to put a link to that one particular study. I'm sure you can share it with me. Yep. Um, okay. So I know that traditional dentists, I'm just going to start right here. They always tell you, I mean, you know, don't drink soda, don't eat sugar, and you're not brushing or flossing well enough if you have cavities. And I loved when I, right after I quote unquote met you online, I heard you talking about this topic and I loved what you have to say. You were explaining about, I think it was like an international convention, a dental conference in the forties, I believe. Mm -hmm. And 
And I loved how you broke down that basically they had three very reasonable explanations for all the decay that's happening and you know why it's increased so much. So I'm just going to give the platform to you because you you can explain it much better than I'm trying to remember. <laughs> yes. Well, if it's okay with you too, I'd love to just even talk about how I got where I am because oh, I was a traditional dentist. I was yeah. exactly the one that you're talking about. And how in the world did I get to where I'm at now? Yes. And we'll start going off of, you know, those those exact things that uh, I've learned since. Yes. Um, I was general dentist, traditional dentist. My father is a dentist. And so I was raised in a dental family and that's just what we did. Wow. And well, I'm I glad you're him. telling me this because I didn't even know this about you. So yes. awesome. Yes. And, you know, I watched him. He literally is still working into his seventies wow. and he didn't have a sick day in his life. And that's just what I thought happened. That's just how I thought you worked. And so I was working hard. We had a good practice and I started getting sick. And, you know, everyone who starts getting sick starts doing the same thing. You start going to doctors and you start the doctors, you know, and then the doctors you don't know, and then the ones they refer you to, and nobody was getting me any answers. And the challenges I were having were, was major gut issues. Um, but, you know, you know, a lot of people with gut issues. So I started changing my diet and doing things like that. And it helped, but not a lot. Mm -hmm. But the big ones were my memory. I literally, my brain, mm. I could not remember a patient's name from one room to the next. Mm. And I've always had a really good memory. So it was apparent something was changing drastically. Mm -hmm. And then my hands, I had so much numbness, I couldn't hold an instrument. Oh, wow. So I had my practice for sale because no one had any answers. Wow. And finally, as I was researching what I was going to do with the rest of my life, this was our entire livelihood. My husband worked for the practice as well. We were in our mid thirties at this point. And we didn't know what we were going to do. Wow. So I was looking, trying to find what our next steps were. And someone said, you know, have you looked into mercury poisoning at all? And mm. I had never considered that that was an issue. No one had ever brought that up to me wow. in dentistry. I knew that the fillings that we placed, the silver, quote unquote, silver fillings had mercury in them. We'd been taught that, but we've been taught that it was incredibly stable and inert once it was in a filling and it couldn't be damaging. And so I told the, this practitioner I was speaking with, I said, well, no, I, I don't have any mercury fillings. And I said, it's not the ones you have. It's the ones you've been drilling out for the last decade with no protection. So once you start to, once you drill that filling and to remove it, and I was a cosmetic dentist, so people don't like the way those fillings look. I was drilling them out day in and day out. Right. The mercury vapors were being released. My head, wow. four inches above their head. So who was getting everything? Wow. Mercury toxicity, when you look at the symptoms, it's all neurologic. So it's memory, it's numbness, it's gut, actually. Wow. Mercury interferes with gut function. So all of a sudden, all the symptoms made sense. I went and got tested and that's what it was. Mercury off the charts. So the doctor said, okay, you can't keep being a dentist, doing it the way you were doing, if you're going to get better, because you can't keep putting it in if you're trying to get it out of you. And I had to go find out where there are ways to do this differently, you know, and, and, and I found there were, there was an organization that had an entire protocol based around how to remove these fillings without getting the mercury in you or the patient you're working on. Wow. So I started doing it just for me. And then patients were like, well, what in the world are you doing here? This is not, this is not what we're used to seeing. And so I would explain it and they said, oh my gosh, I'm glad you're doing that then. Cause I don't want to be breathing in all that stuff either. And I don't want to get sick either. And they started telling doctors about it. Doctors started reaching out saying, well, gosh, do you do this? And do you do this? And I didn't have a clue what they were talking about. They knew more about 
the connection between dentistry and health than I did by a long way. Wow. The doctors were educating me. And so then I would have to start and I would go and find resources, find organizations, find classes, find whatever. And these were not, it's not like you can just go and find, you know, a whole academy that teaches you this. And so I'd have to go learn all these things and would bring them back to the practice. And the practice just evolved to where all of a sudden I was seeing all of my blind spots, all the blind spots in Mm -hmm. dentistry, honestly, Mm -hmm. of the health connections and started helping people and, you know, really reversing chronic disease and all kinds of crazy things that we just never would have expected at all. So that's how I got to where I am. And along that journey, I have discovered things like what you just talked about, Mm -hmm. this story about cavities and really how it came about. So let me give you the background on that. There's some really interesting background pieces. There's an interesting background piece in mercury. There's an interesting background piece here in cavities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there was an organization that, well, it was basically a research, a research gathering. So a gathering of okay. researchers. And there were three prominent researchers that were bringing their theories on how cavities developed. So the first theory said, if you eat sugar, the bacteria in your mouth also eat the sugar and then they excrete acid. Right. That Which acid, is, of course, creates a correct. And that's yeah. what my dentist is telling me. Absolutely yeah. correct. Absolutely correct. That's true statement. If you eat a lot of sugar, the bacteria create acid and it creates a cavity in your tooth. 100% correct. So that was one theory that was presented. The next theory that was presented was by a Dr. Weston Price. And if Mm -hmm. anyone is in healthcare, you know, alternative healthcare, nutrition, they're going to recognize the name Dr. Weston Price, but not everybody knows that he was a dentist. He was actually the head of the American Academy, the, um, ADA, American, American Dental Association Research, oh, the research arm of the American that. Dental Association. Okay. He was the head of that. And hmm. he was so disturbed that so many children were getting cavities yeah. that he wanted to research why was there a nutritional component that could relate to health. So the beautiful thing about what he did is he spent years, an entire decade studying indigenous societies all throughout the world, yeah. studying what they ate ancestrally. And then what their health was like. So dental health, but also overall health, what their, um, their baby's health was like, mm. what, you know, their growth and development was like all of these things. And the beautiful thing is that he had a camera so he yeah. could document his findings. And he found that there were commonalities amongst all of the societies that had the best health, the best long-term health, the best gestational health, mm-hmm. the best everything health. There were commonalities in what they were eating. Mm-hmm. So he presented this at the meeting as well. And said, no, I think that there is a way to eat that you can actually become cavity resistant. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you shouldn't eat a lot of sugar, but I think there's a way to become cavity resistant by by what you eat. Then there was a third researcher that presented a concept about hormones. Melvin Page was his name, Dr. Melvin Page. And he found that during certain times of hormonal changes, the tooth has an internal fluid flow. That's the way the tooth gets nutrients. Typically the fluid flow is from the inside out. The nutrients come up through the blood vessels and then they go through the tubes in the tooth to the outside of the tooth. Well, it's a natural cleaning process as this fluid flow kind of pushes everything off the tooth. In certain hormone change times like pregnancy, teenage years, menopause, Menopause, yeah, (laughs) the fluid flow reverses and actually brings bacteria into those tubes and Mm -hmm. accelerates cavity development. Mm -hmm. So he found that these hormone changes affected tooth decay. Well, they all voted and said, well, we're just going to talk about the acid and the sugar. 
we're not going to talk about nutrition or hormones, which is such a tragedy because now all that anyone knows is that if you eat sugar, it causes cavities. But mm-hmm. what about my brother who literally didn't brush his teeth for two years in braces mm-hmm. and he had no yeah. cavities, still yeah. hasn't. So mm-hmm. if it's just about the bugs and, you know, then why did he never have cavities? And then I'll see women who just had the third baby, they brush their teeth meticulously. Their diet is so clean mm. and they have seven new cavities. Mm. So what's their, what's, what's yeah. their problem? You know, if it's all about the sugar and the acid right. cavities, so it's not, there right. are absolutely components related to nutrition, what you're eating hormones based on what's going on in your life at the time. And there's ways to prevent it for both of those things, but you have to acknowledge the fact that they even exist. Exactly. Right. So what's your theory as to why did it just make it easier to just stick with one and go with it? Like why can't we have a holistic approach? That's just what kind of research does is they just go, you know, let's just, let's just stay right down this main lane, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then today in traditional dentistry, they're not learning about those other two scenarios. They, they don't, yeah. studied Western prices research or no Melvin page or no, nope, wow. exactly. You know, it's interesting because I've written a book that has a lot of this information yes. detailed in it. And whenever a doctor is interested in what I do, I'll send them a copy of my book. And I remember once a doctor, he, he texted or emailed back and he said, I am appalled that I have never heard the name of Dr. Weston price. Wow. Hmm. Never heard his name before. And he was a practice. I mean, he's been practicing like 15 years. And, you know, and he said, I've never even heard his name before. Why are we not talking about this inside of dentistry? Wow. He was a dentist for heaven's sake. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And I mean, it's such an easy thing to just have more whole foods in your diet, which is what Weston Price was, you know, looking at and researching. Because when he was, when was that, that he did all of that research? It was 1930s. Before... Okay. Was and 1930s. so not only were these tribes of people removed from, you know, what we see as standard Yep. food in our society, but I mean, they literally had no processed food, so they nope. had a whole different, yeah, yeah. I'm going to pause this episode for just a quick second to remind you that you can get an amazing deal on truly the best soil test kit I have ever even heard of. If you grow any of your own food, you have to test the soil, find out the nutrients that it lacks, or maybe the nutrients that it has way too much of. That's the problem that I faced a year and a half ago. And not only does this soil test kit show you those things, it actually gives you the solutions and walks you through it in layman's terms. So go check out at redmondagriculture.com and use code solely rested on a few soil test kits that will get you totally on the right track with the food that you're growing. Again, it's redmondagriculture.com and the code is solely S-O-U-L-Y rested, or you can go to solelyrested.com slash soil. Everything about my personal experience with my garden soil woes and a link to this great kit and a reminder of what the code is, is all going to be found there at solelyrested.com slash soil. But don't wait another day because this will change your garden. So crazy. Um, and you mentioned your book. What, what's the title of your book? Healthy Mouth, Healthy You. Yes. And, and it's really great. it's a, yeah, it's just a, it's a way to teach these things on a very consumer level. You know, it's okay. What do you need to know as a, as a patient, not as a dentist, but what do you know? What do you need to know as a person who has teeth? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I've just been very quickly scrolling through it and there's so much I want to go back and consume. And you have so many great actual stories of people. Like I was fascinated with one client 
you explained that she was eating a raw vegan diet, eating everything, really great food, but she was having trouble with intense number of cavities and you narrowed it down to she wasn't having any enough fat soluble vitamins as a vegan. Yep. I don't know. Explain. I don't think I'm explaining it right, but yeah, no, it's exactly it. So that is actually what Weston Price found is that in the societies that had not only lower tooth decay, because that is one metrics that he was looking at, but he was also looking at the growth and development of the jaws of the face. You know, has anyone ever scratched their head and said, why do we have wisdom teeth if they don't fit? Mm-hmm. Well, they used to fit. And these, this is one of the things he found is that as nutrition has changed, mouths grow smaller. Why do you think that, that orthodontists, pretty much everybody gets orthodontics these days. Everybody has crooked teeth. Were we meant to have crooked teeth? No, our mouths just simply are not the size they used to be because our nutrition (laughs) levels have decreased. And the thing he found is that the societies that had the better growth and development, straight teeth, wide smiles, healthy, no cavities, they were people that were eating 10 times the amount of fat soluble vitamins. 10 so that's times. 10 wow. times. So that is A, D, E, and K. And here's the tricky part. Those, there are plant sources for those. For most of those, D is extremely hard actually to get from plants. Mm-hmm. Um, but the large majority of those vitamins are found in animal products. I was just going to so, say vitamin D it's really high in our pasture raised pork that we raise here on our farm. And exactly really right. Great in New England in the winter to know that I'm getting some vitamin D through our pork. Yep. Yeah. And in grass fed, the butter coming from grass fed yes. cows. And, you know, this is where the vitamin D is found. And if you, if you think, what, what does it mean even to be a fat soluble vitamin? Well, it means a vitamin that's found in fats. So it has to be a fat containing food to contain that vitamin. People don't understand this, that you can't just eat a huge salad of lettuce and expect that you're going to get vitamins A, D, E, and K. And K is not K1 because K1 can be found in greens, but not K2. And K2, Dr. Weston Price called activator X. He didn't have a name for it at the time. He knew that there was something that he was seeing. He called it Activator X. He identified which foods Mm. it was found in, but there wasn't a vitamin at the time that was named anything. Mm. So they've since named it vitamin K2, which I wish they hadn't done because Mm. it confuses the the situation. There's a vitamin K1 that's found in dark leafy greens. Vitamin K2 is not always found in the same food. So it's a little confusing, but anyway, you think, okay, I'm going to eat a great vegan diet. I'm eating all vegetables. Great. But guess what? There are almost no fats in those vegetables, which means there are almost no fat soluble vitamins. That's the challenge when you're eating a vegan diet is you're not eating the foods. You're not consuming the foods that contain those fats, which contain those vitamins. I mean, it's it's also a challenge for any of us who are children of the eighties and nineties where, who are told that fat is bad, 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 you know, and I still remember Oprah. I don't know if you know the episode long ago that she pulls out this wagon loaded with fat and she's like talking about how fat is so bad, (laughs) but you know, it's hard, even though I know better, I'm a pig farmer. I know the value of the pasture raised (laughs) pig, you know, but I still, it's hard to not say, Oh, there's too much fat in that, you know, but no, is it good fat, you know? That's the key. I've been learning a ton about polyunsaturated fats Mm -hmm. right now. And 
Those are the problems. Those and those pa- sure. and those and those packaged foods. Those are the problems. Exactly, and that's what it comes down to: the processed food. Like Dr. Yep. Weston was finding out that yep. you know it's not just the sugar problem that our dentist tells us about. It's also nope. the processed food. It's the lack of vitamins. The yes. lack of things that actually grow healthy bones and healthy teeth. Yes. Now I've heard you explain a really clear, easy three-step process to remineralize our teeth. Can you break that down for us? So you have to get minerals in from the inside and you have to get minerals in from the outside. Mm-hmm. That's the key. So when you're talking about teeth themselves, the way a tooth is made is there's the enamel on the outside. That's the part that you see. And then there's the dentin layer underneath. And that dentin layer is full of tubes. That's how the tooth is fed because the inside layer is the blood vessels. So the nutrients come up through the blood vessels. They travel through these microscopic tubes in the dentin to get out to the outside enamel, which is full of minerals. That's where Mm -hmm. the minerals live on this outside portion. So when you say remineralize, what are you doing? Well, the mineral layer is the enamel. And if acid has said has you know sat on the tooth, you asked me about kombucha. This actually would be a perfect yes. time to bring this in. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, I before we started, I I explained. <laughs> I'll tell everyone. I explained to Dr. Michelle that I was a little nervous to ask because I have a whole masterclass on making your own kombucha. I've been drinking it for eight years now, and I've seen such health benefits from it. Yep. But I've never told my dentist I drink it because I'm sure. And I thought you too might tell me, no, you shouldn't be drinking it. So go for it. Tell me, tell me the good news. The key is that acid does dissolve minerals. This is why people will pour Coca-Cola on the terminals of their car battery. Yes. You've seen all those videos. (laughs) You've seen all the videos, right? Because it will dissolve minerals. That's what acid does. Mm -hmm. This is why you get, um, you know, why you need an acidic cleaner to clean off the hard water spots in your shower, you know, whatever it is, you need something acidic to dissolve the minerals. So when you put acid on your teeth, it will also dissolve the minerals in your tooth. It's no mm-hmm. different than the hard water stains on your shower door. Yep. Kombucha is acidic. So is lemon juice. So is apple cider vinegar. So is pineapple juice. So are tomatoes. Like there are a lot of acidic foods that we eat that are healthy, good foods for us. Right. But the key is you don't want to have continual contact of the acid on the mineral surface. So you don't want to be just sipping. People will tell me this is the same for soda. It's people will say it's just the sugar. Well, I drink, I drink diet version. It's not the sugar. It's the acid. There is carbonic acid in every single can of soda in colas. There's phosphoric acid in citrus versions like Mountain Dew. There's citric acid. So there's two kinds of acid in every kind of soda. Mm-hmm. So soda's in the same category as these as well. If you, they'll, they'll tell me, oh, it's okay. I only drink one can a day. I just sip it all day long. (laughs) No, (laughs) that's the worst thing you could do. The same with a bottle of kombucha. If you just nurse that bottle all day long, that's the worst thing you could do because what you're doing is continually bathing your tooth in acid. So you're Mm -hmm. continually softening and dissolving the minerals in the surface of the tooth. The way that saliva works is saliva has minerals to deliver back to the tooth, but you have to give it a chance. So go ahead and drink your kombucha. Go ahead and have a glass of water with lemon juice in the morning. Go ahead and eat tomatoes. Do those things, but eat it and be done with it. And the worst time to brush your teeth 
is right after you've consumed that acidic food. Because think about it, the minerals are now softened. They're softened, they're loosened up, they're dissolving. So if you run your toothbrush across that, you're going to brush minerals away from your tooth. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is you want your saliva to bring the pH in the mouth back up to neutral. When it does that, it brings those minerals because the minerals are the part that are alkaline. So the minerals come back to reestablish the alkaline or just even the neutral pH in the mouth. You have to allow it time to do that. It takes 30 minutes to an hour for the saliva to bring that pH back up. So you should not be brushing your teeth in that hour. You should not be consuming something acidic again in that hour. You want the minerals to get back into the tooth. Wow. Again, not what the dentist tells you. They tell you brush right after. Exactly. But that's the worst time. And it's the same that goes for if, um, if a woman is really nauseous being pregnant, you know, and throwing up every morning as some mm-hmm. women do, mm-hmm. the worst time to brush your teeth is right after you've thrown up for the oh. same reason. You should mm-hmm. rinse your mouth with water, clear the acid as much as possible, spit it out, but then wait for the saliva to get that pH back up again before you brush. So it's just, you just, it's, it's, it's just putting science into life. You know, it's putting mm-hmm. the two things together. So when we talk about remineralizing, what are we meaning? Well, it means that minerals have left the tooth. And if minerals have left the tooth, it leaves a vacancy for bacteria to crawl in Mm -hmm. and they're harder to get to. So then the bacteria eat the sugar. They then dissolve more minerals further in the tooth. They crawl a little deeper. And that's what a cavity is, is bacteria that have invaded the deeper portions of the tooth because minerals have been lost and they're able to get in. So when we talk about remineralizing, what we want to do is put minerals back into that outside surface of the tooth so bacteria can't penetrate. So we want it to come from two areas. You want it to come from the outside. And everyone talks about fluoride at this point and says, all right, well, that's what we use fluoride for. Fluoride is not a naturally occurring compound or naturally occurring mineral in the tooth. It is not so okay, when you so have, it is a natural mineral though, right? Correct. Absolutely. It's and found that's what in my the dentist earth. tells me. Yes. It's found okay. everywhere. It is, but it's not in the tooth. It's in like my microscopic amounts okay. in the tooth itself. Okay. okay. So when we're talking about we we have a porous tooth because of we're eating too much sugar, we're eating a lot of acid, whatever it might be, and we want to put minerals back into the tooth to make it stronger and more resistant to decay. We want to put back the minerals that were lost. What are those minerals? Well, the mineral that your tooth is actually made of is called hydroxyapatite. It's a complex of calcium, phosphorus. It has a few different minerals that are bound together, and it's called hydroxyapatite. So in my mind, if you're trying to remineralize your tooth, shouldn't you use the same mineral that was lost to begin with? Yes. That's hydroxyapatite. Yes. Well, and this is where I'm going to put a plug for your tooth powder because it has changed my life. I love your tooth powder. Amazing. And it just has hydroxyapatite. That's Mm. the thing it has. So how did fluoride kind of get into this picture even? Well, they found that fluoride is a naturally occurring compound and it was showing up in well water. So some well water had naturally occurring fluoride in it. Well, they were finding that the people who were drinking a lot of well water that had fluoride in it had naturally harder teeth. Okay. They also were brown and speckled and ugly. And Mm. if there's too much, then they become actually more cavity prone. Mm. But there's kind of this happy zone in the middle middle that makes their, they are stronger. They are more resistant. The reason 
is that fluoride replaces the calcium in the hydroxyapatite. It changes the crystalline structure and it becomes harder and more hmm. brittle. Hmm. Well, harder and more brittle works okay in a tooth. It becomes very unsightly. It becomes white, kind of almost brown, speckly colors. So people hmm. don't really like the way they look. But the problem with fluoride is that it also changes hydroxyapatite's also found in bones. So it also changes the mineral structure of bones to make it harder and more brittle. And research shows that in areas that are highly fluoridated, there's a higher incidence of hip fractures and mm. other fractures because the bones are more brittle. Well, in my mind, I say, why risk it? Right. The tooth didn't lose fluoride. Let's just put back what was lost. Fluoride also interferes with thyroid hormone because fluoride and iodine are cousins. Mm. If you look on the periodic table, they're right next to each other. Fluoride's a little bit of a bigger bully. It's a bigger cousin. Mm -hmm. So thyroid hormone requires iodine to make it usable. Well, fluoride will bully out iodine and the thyroid hormone. So it looks like it's usable on a test that shows up fine, but you don't feel like you have the energy you should hmm. because you have fluoride activated thyroid hormone wow. instead of iodine activated thyroid hormone. So in my mind, I'm thinking, why bother? Why do this when we can just put the mineral that was lost to begin with into the tooth. Mm. So that's the hydroxy appetite. Wow. That's now, now the answer probably comes down to money though. There are way too many people making money on the fluoride that who wants to switch, you know, who would be convinced to nobody. <laughs> well, and, and the entire dental profession, I mean, if you, you know, so they'll say those, uh, those commercials that say nine out of 10 dentists recommend, well, I'm the one out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I and, love you. <laughs> and there's probably nine others that are thinking I'm crazy, but mm -hmm. that's why I stand by the science. I'm like, no, no, no. You go look yeah. on your periodic table, yeah. go look at the microscopic formation of enamel. What is in there? Is there fluoride in there? Mm. Do we really need to put it back? You know, so I go on the science. So it makes sense what we should do. So that's from the outside. From the okay. inside, what do you do? Well, you also want to give it the same things. You want to give it the calcium, the phosphorus. So we have a remineralization kit that has minerals, mm -hmm. absorbable minerals, but here's the interesting piece. Remember the fat-soluble vitamin talk that we just Oh yeah. Had? Oh yeah. Fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin D3 and K2. Vitamin D3 grabs calcium out of the blood. Vitamin K2 puts it in the cell. So you can eat all the minerals in the world, supplement all the minerals in the world. But if you are missing vitamin D3 and K2, they will not get into your cells. They will mm. float around. They will form kidney stones and gallstones mm. and tonsil stones and tartar on your teeth and clog your arteries because they can't actually get into the cells. Wow. So this is what I believe Dr. Weston Price was finding is he was finding that those fat soluble vitamins he found that that was the missing piece, but what he didn't necessarily know and what research has since proven is that those fat-soluble vitamins insert minerals into the cells and they grow good teeth and they grow good bones. Mm -hmm. So those are the pieces you have to have, the fats, the vitamin D and K, the minerals, and then the minerals from the outside, the hydroxyapatite tooth powder. Okay, okay. All right, guys, I want to pause this episode to tell you that I've already recorded next episode. and. In the outtakes, when I was talking with our guest, we got to talking about kombucha and I realized, you know what, just because I can, I want to extend my sale on my kombucha course. It was supposed to end in the end of May, but like I said, talking with this guest and how on fire she was about how much she had loved my course and how she loves making kombucha. I just thought, you know what, 
I'm going to extend it. So for one more month through the end of June, you can grab my masterclass. Go to Col <laughs> I was going to say go to solely rested and it came out coley rested because I was thinking kombucha. Go to solelyrested.com slash kombucha and seriously snag this at less than half off the regular price. Starting July 1st, I'm not going to change my mind again. <laughs> I'm not going to extend it anymore. Starting July 1st, it's going to go back to the regular price. So if you are somebody that's out there buying kombucha, trust me, you absolutely need to learn how to make it yourself because it is so much more delicious. I have never purchased a bottle of kombucha that I liked as much as I can make kombucha. It is so much better when you're in control of the flavor, when you're in control of the fermentation. And all you need to know is really some simple tips and tricks. And I have it all lined out for you in the 12 modules of my masterclass. And this stuff is like life-changing. First of all, it is the most fun I have in my kitchen. And that says a lot because there's a lot of things I get pretty excited about in the kitchen. But making flavors and bottling kombucha and then pouring out a glass of it every day, it makes me happy. You guys, if you're not making kombucha, seriously, check out this masterclass, solelyrested.com slash kombucha. I will hold your hand. Join me in my kitchen. We will make some bubbly fermented tea that you will quickly become addicted to. And that's okay because it is good for you. It is good for your gut health. It is loaded with beneficial bacteria and it's what your gut needs for maximum health. I mean, that's what this whole season is about. Simple steps towards improving your health. This simple step of drinking a glass of your homemade kombucha every day, it is going to improve your gut health and it's going to make you happier. It just is. That's the way it works. Kombucha, it's happy. So go to solelyrested.com slash kombucha before the end of the month, because then the sale is officially over, but grab it at less than half price. Solelyrested.com slash kombucha, K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A. Go check it out. Wow. And all of this, you know, I actually need to look up. I knew that you offered this kit, but I need to look it up. All of it, I'm sure people can find in one place, right? Where can yep. they go to to find your tooth powder and all of this? Good. Yep. Stuff. So it's all on my website. It's called Living Well with Dr. Michelle. Okay. I made it rhyme because you can remember it. Yeah. Living <laughs> so. well with Dr. Michelle. And this is important yep. being from a Michelle. It's Michelle with two L's, exactly. right? So. With two L's. Exactly <laughs> okay. right. Yep. All right. Yep. Now, one thing we've been talking a lot about on this whole season on the podcast is how the different things we're talking about relate to weight loss. Is there any connection between weight loss and dental hygiene? <laughs> it's actually less related to dental hygiene and more related to dental health. So let me explain okay. that. Um, their body operates in two, in two ways. There are two operation systems. There's the sympathetic operation system, which the sympathetic means fight or flight. That is our survival mode of operandi. That is what gets us through stressful situations. Yeah. Um, that's what raises our heart rate. It raises our blood pressure. It does all those kinds of things. The other mode of operation is the parasympathetic. It's the nerve, the way the nervous system works. That is our rest and refresh. That is where we relax. That is where the body chills. That is where our body regenerates. So if the body is constantly in a state of sympathetic dominance is what it's called or stress mode, it will hold on to everything. It doesn't digest and it doesn't rest. The stomach acid, stomach acid actually stops. You stop creating stomach acid. My best example is if you're being chased by a bear. 
if you're being chased by a bear, do you need to digest the meal you just ate? It's not important. (laughs) Do you need to go to sleep? No, definitely not. You know, what do you need to do? (laughs) You need to run run and yell, right? Right. And so all of the energy goes to the extremities, goes to the hands, the feet, goes to the brain. Like, you know, you're just, you're, you're in survival mode. You are move fast. Right. Well, there are things in dentistry that push us into that sympathetic mode all the time. Mm. And when you're in that mode, you don't dump, you don't lose weight. You actually hold on to it because your body's in fight or flight survival mode all the time. That's not mm. when it digests. That's not when it, it, it eliminates some of the stores that it has. It's when it holds on to everything. Mm-hmm. So the two things that can influence that from a dental health perspective are dental infection, and it's often hidden. So I'll talk about the two hidden sources there. Well, there's three. And then the other one is airway and breathing. If you're mm-hmm. not able to get the air you need when you're asleep, it puts your body into fight or flight all night long. And when Mm. you should be resting and digesting, the body is doing just the opposite. And it's holding on to every bit of weight and everything else that it can to survive. Mm. So these are huge to push into that sympathetic dominance mode. So the two or three hidden infections that can do this are, first of all, gum disease. That's the simplest one to talk about. Gum disease is actually incredibly prevalent. About 75% of adults have some, some level of it. And it has been related to every health condition that any of you have (laughs) that are listening to that. I'll already tell you now. The good news about gum disease is it's easy to detect and it's easy to treat. You just need to go to a dentist. They'll do a full gum exam and determine if that's what's going on. And you need to get a really nice deep cleaning, get all the stuff out from underneath there. And there's ways to keep it healthy. That's the easiest one. And that's the one that most people know about. The other two aren't so easy and they aren't as well known. Root canals. Mm-hmm. Root canals are the hidden source of infection in probably 100 million people in our country alone. <laughs> yeah. And I will tell everybody to go follow you on Instagram. I've seen and learned so much from you about root canals right there on your Instagram page. Yep. And that's really where you should go to get a lot of this information because yes. I can just give you a tiny little tidbit, but yes. there's so much free stuff on there. Go check it out. Yes, for sure. Root canals, you know, you've learned the way the tooth is made. There's the enamel, there's the dentin with the tubes, and then there's the nerve on the inside. When they do a root canal, they clean the inside, the nerve but it's too, the little tubes are too small to clean. So there's mm-hmm. little tubes full of dead tissue and bacteria. Mm-hmm. They're impossible to clean, but once you do a root canal, you've in essence sealed them off from the immune system now. So it's like backing up a sewer and that mm-hmm. sewer is gonna blow up eventually. Mm-hmm. And that's the infection that hides at the end of these root canals. You don't feel it because the nerve's gone. There's very little sensation. We find these on cone beam CT scans. So that is a word to remember from this podcast. If you remember nothing else is a cone beam CT scan. If you have had a root canal, you need one. If you have had your wisdom teeth out, you need one. If you have any sort of sleeping issues, you need one. And where do we go to get one? So you're going to go to a dentist, but you're going to need to ask, do you have a cone beam CT scan? And do you have one that can take the whole head? Because a lot of them will only take the mouth area. And if you're concerned about airway, about breathing, you need one that'll take the whole head. And it's, it's machine dependent. It's not just like a setting you can push on any machine, right? There's some machines that can't, that can't take that size of 
CT scan. So you might need to call around and find the dentist that you can need help. to call around and find around. Yep. Yep. Okay. So root canal is infection. The second infection, the third one is where you had teeth removed. People mm. often don't know that those areas don't always heal. And when they don't heal, it creates a dead zone in the bone. And that attracts bacteria, fungus, virus. You can't believe mm. it takes to biopsy out of these. And that just sets the immune system into a place of fight or flight. So both root canals and wisdom tooth areas that mm. didn't heal, push the body into fight or flight 24 seven. Wow. Because the body never stops fighting it. Mm. So you hold on to weight because wow. the body's stressed out. Wow. And you know, I've been following you for a while and I did not actually know that, that a, a, having a tooth removed can actually <laughs> lead to those problems. Wow. Yep. Okay. Well, you know, this has all been, I, I hope that everybody listening like had pen and paper because this is all noteworthy stuff. <laughs> and I am so thankful that you took the time to really break this down for us. Um, was there anything we left unanswered? I mean, there's, sure a there's a lot, there's but, a lot, yeah. but I didn't want to cut you off from something. I was just thinking, wait, yes, no. <laughs> okay. So tell us again, where can we find you? How can we get a copy of your book? And how do we just remind everybody one more time that tooth powder I love and all the other great stuff. Where do we go? Yep. So living well with Dr. Michelle is my lifestyle. Basically the place where all my supplements are yes. books are all there. Tooth okay. powders there. Go okay. check out the Instagram or the Facebook, whichever platform you like better, because I am putting information on there pretty much every other day. There's ah. going to be a new reel. There's going to be a new topic. There's going to be something that people aren't aware of. I just put that stuff out all the time. And then my dental office is called Total Care Dental. I'm mm -hmm. located in Utah. And that also, if you go follow there, there's that's very dental specific information. My yeah. living well side, I'm going to talk about hormone health and gut health and gardening and all. Yes, and, and I all love that. I yes. love that, that you're doing that there because all of that does relate to our all own health for sure. Yep. But if you just want to talk about teeth, go to the dental one. Yeah, don't do <laughs> so. that. Go to her other one. I love it. I love your living on Dr. Michelle. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, so go okay. there and everything that you want that you we've talked about should be all there. Okay. And what if people don't live? I mean, if I lived in Utah, I would, I would hope that you had openings and I would really want to come to your practice. I live in New England, so that's not a possibility. Yep. What, how do we find a doctor that's more holistic approach like you where we live? Great question. I'm actually working on a directory that where they're oh, trained wow. and vetted right now, but it's building. So it's not, it's not as useful wow. as it's going to be in the future, but there are two directories. The only caveat I always say is I don't know how those dentists are trained, but okay. the fact that they're on the directory tells us that they're at least inclined to practice this way. Okay. So the two are, these are long letter names. Okay. One is IAOMT.org. Okay. So IAOMT.org. And the other one is IABDM.org. Okay. And I will put both of those yeah, in the put show those notes. in the show notes. Exactly. Right. Those are two dental directories. One is the one that focuses a ton on safe mercury removal and fluoride. The other is biologic dental medicine. It focuses a ton on the sleep pieces, the infection pieces that I right. talked about. And they have dentist directories, member directories on both of those sites where you can put in your location and it will show you the dentists closer to you that are at least on there as members. Okay, great. Fantastic. I'm going to go check them out. Thank you so much for giving us your time today and encouraging us and everybody go find Dr. Michelle. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you.
So was I right, guys? Was that like mind filling information? <laughs> Just great stuff. Seriously, go find Dr. Michelle, follow her on Instagram. Um, and definitely, I cannot speak highly enough about her tooth powder. When I discovered it, I was very pessimistic. I didn't think a powder would be something I'd even like. And I wasn't really sure about this hydroxyapatite stuff, but I wanted to give it a try because I had so much problem with cavities and dental decay now that I'm in menopause. And I didn't even understand how it all related. Dr. Michelle has taught me so much about that just from following her. Um, but her tooth powder, it is amazing. I really, really cannot recommend it highly enough. And I love that it's a powder. It actually cleans better and it actually makes your teeth whiter simply by the, the fact that it's a powder. It's, it's good stuff. So anyway, um, go check out all that she has to offer. And I hope that this episode encouraged you, gave you some insight, helped you to really understand that indeed what we eat, focusing on a more real food diet has a huge impact on us, even as far as our dental issues just in so many ways that we don't even think about. So is it a little harder some days to eat real food? Sure. Is it worth it? Always, always. <laughs> so I hope you join me next Monday morning for another episode. It's going to be a good one. It's it's a kind of a difficult topic that I don't think is talked about enough. I, I think you're going to love it. So tune in next Monday morning. And thanks for listening. Um, and I was trying to think. I'm always like, wait, there's something else I was going to tell you before we wrap up. But it's eluded me if there was. So my mom would have said it must have been a lie. <laughs> I don't know why she always said that. Anyway, remember, guys, it's easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life. Enjoy the simple everyday efforts. It's not easy, but it's a good life.